This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Cosmopolitan's All The Way With. I'm Laura Capon. I'm Paisley Gilmore. And this week we'll be joined by Eleanor, who was for a long time stuck in a cycle of rebound relationships. I'm sure we all know someone who has. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying you've never had a rebound? No. Oh, interesting. I mean, not for the want of trying. <laughs> but talking of trying, um, I've been thinking about, um, well, I have no interest in talking to anyone of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Things that I don't miss about dating. Oh. And I was thinking... My number one pet peeve is why do guys always insist on taking you on like a pub crawl? Like they can never just go to one place for a drink. Like, you know, it's that thing. It's a really busy pub and you finally find a seat and you finish that one drink. They're like, oh, should we move on? No, no, no. I don't understand it. My worst, Yeah, my worst date was, I think it was three, and everywhere it was just like one drink in a pub then we move on and by the end you could tell I was just so annoyed because it's just like can we not just stay here like why do we have to have a pub crawl I did not know this was a thing that happens is this just me like if you go somewhere do you prefer to stay there in a comfy seat or do you prefer to just keep doing the rounds no in London getting a seat in a pub is like gold dust yeah so why would you leave oh it's almost like they're dragging you around yeah I do not miss it at all and do what else I don't miss being invited to play mini golf (laughs) (laughs) who Um, are you dating (laughs) 12 year old (laughs) oh yeah that's the difference (laughs) I just don't miss actually anything about dating activities do you know what I was thinking I really missed the other day this is probably going to sound so wanky and embarrassing but like that moment where you're on the date and you're like do they like me I like them oh my god are we going to kiss like that five second moment (laughs) is the one thing I miss and then after that I don't care about anything else you know just like the uncertainty yeah that and it's like that kind of bit of like hope and dread (laughs) yeah fear but also arousal yeah I can't ever imagine feeling like that again right now I don't think Um, it's going to be a while to be fair I think it's quite nice to have a break because also it gives like me a reason you and everyone's like oh why are you single Laura well have you heard of the virus that's why (laughs) (laughs) how long can I yeah how long can we like I use this for that's your excuse oh for a really long time um should we learn about why Eleanor's um gone down her path (laughs) yes (laughs) I don't know how else to put it (laughs) (laughs) yes but she's done a pub crawl of people oh God. Honestly, when I when you sent me her um Paisley is the 
the main researcher, shall we say, when you sent me the her... Bit, um, I do the bitch work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be honest. When you sent me her, would we say her stats? Her history. Yeah. Honestly, you don't just think like, God, I'm so boring in comparison. Yeah, we haven't lived in comparison yeah. to her. But it's our experiences that make us who we are, as she'll tell you. Yeah, bring Eleanor on. We're joined today by Eleanor Wood, who, after breaking up with her partner of 12 years, went from rebound relationship to rebound relationship. After a few nightmare experiences and talking it through in therapy, she broke the cycle and is now very happily living with a new partner. Although her rebounds were exhausting, her words, not mine, Eleanor believes they were actually really necessary. Hello, Eleanor. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Good, thank you. Hi, thank you so much. (laughs) So can you, I guess we should start with the breakup from your first long-term 12-year relationship. So can you talk us through that? How old were you when you got together? When did you, how old when you broke up? Why did you break up kind of thing? It was a really long-term relationship, which uh, I think is why I went so crazy when it ended. Um, So we were together from when I was 22 to 34. And uh, then when we broke up, I definitely felt very panicked because I felt so out of step with other people my age who all seemed to be doing the opposite and uh, all starting to settle down just as I was having this giant breakup. And uh, definitely made me feel very panicked, which made me make some really strange decisions in the aftermath of that. And was it a mutual decision to end the relationship? Or was it yours? Or was it theirs? It was pretty mutual, actually. It was um, as mutual as these things can be. It was really tricky. But we did both sort of decide at that point that we wanted really different things from life, which I think can be sometimes the hardest kind of breakups. It's like, you know, we didn't hate each other or anything. Um, We just, yeah, wasn't really going anywhere. And we were just sort of a bit less happy than we were and we couldn't really see a way of getting out of that cycle. So after you, were you living together and everything as well? Yes. Yeah, we just bought a house together like a year before we broke up. We spent years saving up for a place and then uh, it went wrong really quickly after that. Oh God. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you got together when you were 22, does that mean that you'd missed the whole dating apps boom? And so when you broke up, you were doing dating apps for the first time? Yes, exactly that. It felt like the world had changed so much. And uh, yeah, it was crazy. I think that added to my feeling of being like, oh my God, I'm a grandma and I'm single and this is all wrong. (laughs) But it's like all those things, I think lots of people find the same thing. But then for a minute, Tinder and everything felt like the most exciting thing in the world because it was so brand new. Um, So how long did you leave it after the breakup before you started dating? Well, I sort of did the classic thing, I think, that uh, I got straight into another relationship that got really, really serious really quickly. How Uh, quickly are we talking? He moved into my house about three months after my... Eleanor! This is the thing, in retrospect, what was I thinking? How could I possibly think that was a good idea and that was going to work? How did it come to happen like that? Where had you found (laughs) him? How did you... How? Um, So it was one of those really crazy things that was never going to be a good idea but um it was a work friend who we'd both had terrible breakups at around the same time (laughs) and um (laughs) decided it would be a good idea to jump straight into something else and uh I found myself shouting at people a lot no no it's not a rebound and really couldn't see at the time that it was 
which is insane in retrospect. So people around you were saying this is very soon. Um, I guess it's hard, isn't it? Because that's when like, oh, I know my stubbornness would kick in and be like, no, no, like, I'm my own person. I can make my own mind. Yeah, exactly that. Other people were concerned and quite rightly. And then, yeah, that all fell apart quite quickly. How quickly are we talking? It was around, I think, six months that we lived together and had this crazy yes we're in love kind of thing and then it was like oh we don't know each other at all we're very ill-suited this is sad but not a good idea at all were you still um when you were in that six month one like mourning the end of your previous relationship or do you feel like you were over that because I just I, I just from an outside perspective I'm like that's so soon for them to live with you and then I just imagine that he just assumed the role that your ex had. It was more that I just didn't give myself a chance to mourn that at all. I didn't give myself the chance to think about it. And I really did not realise that I needed to. I think that would have been the absolute best thing I could have done, just had a break and had a reset. But actually, I just leapt straight into something else. And then after that, straight into loads of dating that um, I think I just wasn't giving myself a chance even to think about it. And what was your thought process doing all that dating? Like, how often would you go on a date? Was it the same kind of person, multiple dates or multiple first dates with different people? Then I got heavily into online dating. And uh, at first, that seemed like it was really fun. And I was really, really into it. I went on loads and loads of dates. I signed up for all sorts of like all the dating apps but then also at the same time and I feel like this happens a lot a lot of my friends who have had breakups have said the same thing that like someone from the past always emerges and it seems like this really safe option that um I was going on all these online dates which is obviously a bit scary going to meet strangers I'd never done it before and then also this guy contacted me on Instagram who I dated briefly when I was like 20 and then I became convinced that this was the answer to everything, that this was the amazing thing, that it was like, oh, someone from 15 years ago that had been there all along and I was meant to be with him. And it was just, in retrospect, I just was desperate for everything to be something. And uh, I was just so panicked and not giving myself a chance to think. And yeah, do, do you feel like, did any of your friends or family kind of try, I guess intervene sounds a bit dramatic, but... Did anyone speak to you about it and sort of like check in with you? Uh, not that much, honestly. I think I was just very blinkered about the whole thing with like, I'm fine, I'm having fun, isn't this great? Yeah, it wasn't that great. <laughs> and did you feel like at the time though, because I guess it's easy in retrospect, but at the time did you feel like you were having fun? Like were you actually enjoying all these dates and kind of all this like newfound attention? Mm, I think briefly I was. And I think like a lot of people that come out of a really, really long relationship, for a minute it felt really, really exciting. And there are all these new things I can be doing that I haven't experienced before. And it seemed like a really good idea, but then it quite quickly wasn't. It stopped being fun quite quickly. And when it stopped being fun, were you then still stuck in that cycle of dating? Yeah, definitely. And I also had this sort of not wanting to admit that it wasn't fun because then I had this idea that then I'd just be like some sort of loser that had broken up with my boyfriend and then had a terrible time. I felt like I had to really push this narrative of like, 
oh, everything's great and I'm having fun. I made all the right decisions. I'm so glad I'm not stuck. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. And I, I feel like kind of like pretending that um, you're living some kind of like sex in the city, Carrie Bradshaw life. Do you know what I mean? I sometimes feel that that kind of thing of like, no, this is the path I want. Um, when really you're like, I don't know what I want. <laughs> exactly that and I think especially when lots of my friends at the time they'd sort of done the opposite to me that they'd all been single in their 20s and then they were now getting to the point where lots of them were moving in with partners or getting married and I'd done completely the opposite and I felt for some reason this very strong compulsion to be like yeah this is what I've chosen and it's the right thing and I know sort of as we discussed you had therapy at what point did you go um, decide that would be a good option well then after I've been doing loads of online dating I met this guy on tinder who I was seeing for a few months who was basically just really awful and um I think that was really what made me think this is not a good idea and uh, I need to do something about this. Like it was like the sort of light bulb moment of like, oh, my God, the problem is me because I've been seeing this guy who was, um, yeah, really dreadful. And I didn't even break up with him. He ghosted me in the end. Mm -hmm. And um, that really got me thinking like, oh, my God, if he hadn't done that, I would probably still be tying myself in knots trying to make this work that's when I thought, I think I need to go and see a therapist. And it was the best decision I've ever made. It really transformed things, like not overnight, but yeah, it did really change things. Then I also was single for a while, which was a really good idea, having therapy and being single, which is really what I should have done to start with. (laughs) (laughs) What was the biggest learning that you, that your therapist kind of taught you because I feel like it's sad to say that you realize you were the problem because it makes me sad especially when you say that he was horrible to you but yeah what would you think was like the best lesson you learned um it was really this idea of not making decisions out of from a place of panic and I felt like everything I was doing at that time it was like this sort of very like hectic frenzied sort of energy of like yeah like I said like trying to turn everything into something and uh, thinking that the next thing was going to be the thing that saved me. I felt really frantic about it. And so then just this idea of like, it's okay, you can slow down a bit, really, really helped. I hadn't given myself a minute to think about any of the stuff that had happened. And that was really what I needed to do. Because so many people relate to that feeling of, oh, shit, I'm 34 or whatever, and I need to have a partner but that's not necessarily our fault that's just like the narrative that's pushed on us by films we watch from when we're kids and like the idea that we've had it by the time we're 30 like it's not really our fault is it Mm. yeah I felt that really really strongly and I don't even know exactly where it was coming from it's like this internalized thing of like yeah you have to have all of those boxes ticked and if you don't you're a loser that's exactly how I feel When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Because I'm 33 and single, and that panic feeling, um, I can really relate to that because you just, it's this feeling that like time is kind of running out. Do you know, do you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, just grab somebody, just grab anyone bunker down bunker down for me it's not the the time is running out thing it's more like the dating pool is getting smaller every day so your options are getting worse as people couple up do you know what I mean that's my fear it definitely feels like that yeah and you feel like at some point because so many people have just sort of said to me like oh you know that whole thing of like you're too picky or you know how you were saying Eleanor about that guy that was really mean to you and it's like well you're the problem you're too picky and it's it's really difficult, isn't it? Because you get to a point, well, I know what I want. And like Paisley says, is it our fault that you then can't find it? No, we shouldn't mm. let our standards slip just because we're panicked, should we? No, I would raise my like fist in like anger, <laughs> but I'm under a duvet. <laughs> <laughs> For a long time, like my bar was set so low of like my criteria was just someone that wants to hang out with me and will not break up with me. So you had therapy and then how long were you kind of single for before you were like I'm ready to date again with like my new founding principles I had therapy for quite I'm still in therapy but I've sort of been having therapy and single for over a year I didn't wasn't really even thinking about dating and then with my new partner for the first time it was someone that I was friends with first and I was never really I didn't really believe in that before. I'd always like had the whirlwind and thought everything has to be super romantic and dramatic. That's uh, what makes it proper. And now I really believe the opposite. So it was really nice just being friends with someone first. It was someone that I met in real life who was friends with my friend's husband. We just became friends for maybe six months before anything happened. It turned out that was much, much better for me. Did it feel very different immediately to all those kind of bad dating experiences before and all your rebounds before? Yeah, it felt so different because it was the first time that I wasn't trying to sort of sell myself as a potential girlfriend to someone. So I felt like with online dating, it's constantly like being at like an audition where it's like, I'm auditioning to be your future wife. And I'm always really bad at trying to like sell that really cool girl image of myself. Oh, um, the cool girl. Like, look, aren't I great? You're someone to be in a relationship with, right? It, it was kind of nice yeah. being friends with someone, like not doing that. So then by the time we got together, I felt like we knew each other quite well and hadn't put on this sort of 
super cool act it, yeah it was much nicer I felt much more myself do you feel like as well um I'm just basing this on people that I've known did you change yourself all those times um in all those other relationships do you know what I mean like did you change your kind of like interests and stuff to go along with theirs and then finally when you met the right person you could actually truly be yourself yeah definitely I I think I was really bad for always trying to sort of put myself in this box of being like trying to live up to this image of being the perfect person of like yeah look how fun I am look how cool I am when I look back on a lot of those and it does make me think how could that possibly have worked but a lot of the time it was like going out with people and it was super fun but like always being really really drunk and always putting on this sort of act of you know staying up till four in the morning talking about what's the best Bob Dylan album is like, oh. <laughs> sorry oh my god been there <laughs> yeah same and at the time you're like oh my god he's so cool and musical and then in retrospect you're like he needs to grow up <laughs> I actually have tears because that is that just sums it up I think we've all been there all three of us so. we have <laughs> Eleanor like you do I know you had a really like crappy time of it but you do believe that like it was part of your journey right and that you wouldn't change it I'm assuming no definitely that's the thing it's like the idea that once you're in a place where you feel happier with yourself and with your situation then you've got all these really funny stories and you can almost like breathe a sigh of relief that like oh it wasn't all for nothing now I'm okay I'm on the other side of it that's always this big gamble of you can only have that if then you get to the other side. So yeah, I feel really, really pleased about it now. And it's all, you know, I have that sort of like, oh, it's fine. It all ended up okay sort of feeling. But I'm also very conscious that that has to be an internal thing. Not like, oh, I have a nice boyfriend now, so it's okay. But it has to be more like, oh, I don't feel so panicked about my life. And I feel much happier about who I am. But you have to remember that's the goal. Sounds really cheesy. No, but it's true. And I guess, is that the advice you'd give to people who might be listening and like really relating to the rebound after rebound thing? Would you say get to therapy ASAP, hun? I really would. I wouldn't want to say that what worked (laughs) for me works for everyone, but I think it's always a really good idea. Find a really good therapist who you really get on with and it's the best thing ever. Did you go to a relationship therapist specifically? Uh, No, I didn't actually. Just a a general... General therapist. And are there, um, Eleanor, for anyone that, say, couldn't afford therapy, just any kind of advice you'd give to those people who are stuck in a cycle of fruitless dating or rebounds, could you just give them a bit of advice? Yeah, I mean, I think I spent a lot of time just with myself and trying to make my life on my own feel like more of a treat. And um, I really sort of got into this idea of trying to enjoy every stage and I sort of had this idea of like, if this is my life forever, when I was living on my own and not really dating and um, not really thinking about it too much. So I thought, if this is my life forever, this is a really good life. I have a really nice time, you know, and I feel like that was the goal. Yeah. So a lot of that was really just really basic things like trying to make living on my own feel a lot jollier and um, just thinking about the things that I really like doing, not just you know, who I'm hanging out with. That sort of basic level stuff, I think, made a really huge difference. I think a lot of people who are single often like 
almost sit there waiting to find their partner and feel like when they finally do, that's when their life can start. And we so often forget that like life is happening right now and we need to be present in that and enjoy it. Yeah, exactly that. And I think especially when you're single, and I definitely felt at the time because I had this sort of pressure of other people moving on to the next level. And it was like I had to sort of clear this level and get to the other side. And I think you realise that when it's over, you miss it. You know, there are so many lovely things about being on your own. And it's really easy then to say like, oh, you know, when you're in a relationship or living with someone else, you'll miss that. But it is true. And there's pros and cons to both. And neither one makes you feel any happier or changes you on a fundamental level. Yeah, it's so cheesy. But a lot of it is about being okay with yourself. And I set myself a lot of other goals and things to think about where it wasn't just oh god everyone's got a boyfriend except me so I wrote my book and did lots of improvements to my house and all sorts of things that weren't <laughs> at all related to that which helped home and brain improvements and um, would you just tell everybody about your book because it sounds amazing oh thank you um so my book is called staunch and um it's a memoir that's basically about my breakup and what happened after that a lot about that sort of poor decision making and the wanting everything to be something and then a lot of it's about how I ended up feeling a lot better about things that um, having therapy was a big thing but then I also talk in the book a lot about my relationships with the older women in my family and um, I went traveling in India with my grandmother and my great aunts um, who are in their 80s And that really helped put in perspective for me this idea of like, oh, it's too late and I'm too old. Because obviously to them, that seems insane, like a person in their 30s feeling old and past it. And so the book's really just all about how that helped me. Oh, I'm definitely going to read that and um, maybe listen to a Blonde on Blonde. (laughs) Thank you so much, Eleanor. Oh, thank you. So this week, Paisley, we've got another listener question. Real. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. Is squirting a real thing? And if so, what is it made of? Oh, brilliant question. Cosmo readers and obviously listeners of this podcast are obsessed with squirting. And that makes me so happy. Like are even they? during the pandemic, everyone's still Googling how to make someone squirt. I'm obsessed with it. God, they just can't give up that wet life that's sweet sweet squirting life yes it is a real thing which is exciting for everyone involved just wanted to go on a really small rant about squirting before i answer the question which was did you know that any porn produced in the uk you're not allowed to feature female ejaculation it's banned it's illegal but men are allowed to how fucked up is that that can't be true so you're saying now if i filmed a porn video now yeah and someone squirted in it that is against the law that is banned by the british board of film classification since 2014 can you believe but men are allowed to and like incest porn is fine no i don't i can't answer on the incest point but i'm imagining probably not okay but isn't that so wrong that's just absolutely ridiculous I know, double standards. Anyway, I know that wasn't the question, sorry. Um, So is squirting a real thing and what's it made of? Yes, it's real. um, But as with anything to do with female sexuality, there's bugger all research into it, just like the G-spot. So there's differing opinions. But in general, experts believe that um, squirt, squirt? Squirt is different. (laughs) I keep thinking of squirtle for Pokemon. Squirtage? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, squirtle. 
Okay, squirtle is different from the <laughs> cervical fluid that makes your vagina feel wet. And it actually, it doesn't come from your vagina at all. It comes from the skein's glands, which are kind of known as the female prostate. I've um, literally never heard of the skein. The skein. So we've all got a skein. Skein's glands. People with vaginas do, yeah. It's on the, on the front wall of your vagina, or there's multiple glands. So it comes from there, but the, the squirt actually comes out of your urethra, you know, like where your wee comes from. Um, so is it like watered down wee? Yeah, well... Some studies say that it is kind of watered down urine and they've found that it does contain tiny amounts of pee. But then others say it's like a thicker whitish fluid. So really, nobody really agrees, but it's not pee itself, but it has elements of pee in it. And it's not like um, cum. I feel really weird saying that. No, I love it when you say cum. It's not. Well, it's, I guess it's not like cum because it's not coming out of your so it's vagina. Just- so it's like a mixture. Yeah, a little bit of everything. Apparently it doesn't have um, a smell, but I've never I've never done it, so I don't know. And it's completely normal, isn't it? I feel like you yeah. need to reassure people. Yeah, no, of course. No, whether you do or whether you don't, completely normal. Not everyone can. Some people can. Sometimes you might not do it for years and then one day just do it age 55. And why know? do you think people have that obsession with making someone squirt? Because Do you think it's because they then think they did an incredible job? Yeah, I think it's about male egos. To generalise, it's usually men. You know, those kind of men that are like, oh, I just really love going down on women and making them feel good. Like, it's not actually about the woman. It's about them and their ego. And that's what I think squirting's about. But we do have a very handy step-by-step guide on how to make someone squirt on the Cosmo site. So if you visit the love and sex section or Google how to make someone squirt, you can squirt along with us. <laughs> Along with Baisley. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, thankfully, we're at the end. <laughs> um, that brings us to the end of Cosmopolitans All the Way With. Thank you to Eleanor for joining us and to you guys for listening and submitting your questions. Please keep them coming. Um, and you can message us on Twitter or Instagram at Cosmopolitan UK. Cosmopolitans All the Way With was recorded by Number 8 Studios remotely and is available to download on Acast, iTunes, and all the usual podcast apps. 
and United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.